0: Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Brett. How are you? Happy Friday. Wait, it's Friday? Yeah. Well, it's Friday when we're recording this, but when someone's listening to it, it it may may not be be Friday. Uh, Right. It could be any day. Oh. So, Brett, I've been thinking about you, you and your and of habits. Of course, you have.
1: every day you think about me. I, I, mean, I know. When you wake up in the, the morning, it's first thing, last thing at night, you know. All the time. So
0: I get it. Oh No, you're seriously, you're running. Just take a guess. How many miles do you think you have run over the course of your life? Because you run almost every day, and you've done these, you know, a lot of long races. I mean, do you have the number? <laughs> yes, I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm going kind of to reveal it. I was just me. thinking, how many like, miles, how many miles does this miles
1: guy probably run over his life, you know? <sighs> I mean, I would probably venture to say it's close to 10,000 miles. That's a lot of miles. Maybe a little more. And where,
0: if you had to pick one place mm-hmm. that you could just go run again, mm-hmm. your favorite place to run? I mean, I, ha- I have a list. I know you've done a lot.
1: Oh, I, yeah. I have a list of places, like, you know, my favorites and something that comes to mind because it just happened. right. Is running around the National Mall in DC. Yeah, like that is just an awesome. I went a little bit further across the bridge towards Arlington. That is just an awesome sight. Like as the sun's coming up in the morning, and I mean it's really cool. But yeah. there's a lot of places cool. in the mountains and along the water. That's so one, the National Mall is a good one. How yeah. long of a run was that? It was just a little more than six miles. I made it a little longer. It was an easy day. Yeah, a little like. All right that's a big that's not a big no, it's no, not a big. It right. just
0: was a question I've been thinking about. How you many, know, how many can I, miles? Can I, I ask want? you a question? you just did.
1: You want another one? I do <laughs> go ahead. How many nautical miles have you swam in your lifetime?: It's not ten thousand that's for sure.
0: but I've only started as an adult swimming probably eight years ago, so Let's say two miles a week, 100 miles a year, roughly. So I guess I don't know. And now I'm swimming three times a week. So mm-hmm. I don't know, a couple thousand at there least. you go. Yeah, there you go. But not tens. I think yours is probably longer.
1: I don't I'm know. Challenging yeah, I just, your I've been doing it longer, though. Well, oh, do so we have a guest today? Should we? Wait, maybe we should wait, introduce wait. the guest. Let's wake her up. Let's wake her up. She's, Our, she's actually leaving. We should pull her back in. Our guest today is <clears throat> Fredine Suarez.
0: Fredine is a Miami partner in the King & Spalding's project finance practice. She has more than twenty years of experience representing stakeholders in connection with all types of complex finance transactions, restructurings, and other investments throughout the United States, Latin America, and the Caribbean. She has extensive experience working with both lenders and sponsor groups, and she regularly serves as finance counsel to various energy and infrastructure companies with investments in the u s and Latin America. Fredine is a member of the new york bar the Cuban American Bar Association. And the Hispanic National Bar Association. She is consistently recognized by Chambers, the Legal Five Hundred, Latin Vex, and other leading directories for other her extensive finance experience. Welcome, Fredine.
2: Thank you, thank you.
1: Welcome, Fredine. That's an impressive bio. I think she's got more brain power than you and I collectively. I don't, you guys exercise really a lot much. I don't think that's really saying much. You guys think
2: really that. exercise a lot. And so I'm I'm a little bit feeling like I need to exercise more. <laughs> yeah. And well, do best yeah. deals and exercise more. <laughs>
0: if if you come away from this podcast yeah. with one thing, if that's the lesson, We're I'm, happy. I'm good with yeah. That. yeah tomorrow yeah, I'm, good well, I'm with exercising.
2: That. No question about it. Tomorrow? tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow's Saturday. Okay.
0: Tomorrow's Saturday. So you're going to exercise tomorrow? Yes. What are you going to do? Oh.
2: Probably going to walk around my, my neighborhood. Okay. okay. But maybe I'll do Pilates.
1: Okay. Pilates You can do both. Yeah.
2: It's not too stressful.
1: You could walk to Pilates. I think I'm going to do Pilates tomorrow too. great. Pilates is it's great. Really I agree. Hard. Yeah.
2: But it's not stressful. It's not something you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's enjoyable.
0: It should you should enjoy your exercise. That mm-hmm.
1: is the key. If it's if you enjoy it, then you're more likely to do it. Not to get into it too deep here on the Pilates. <laughs> <late>. Do you <laughs> do do you do a reformer or do you do floor like map?
2: Reformer. Reformer. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah I'm that's
1: a big fan that. of the reformer. The I reformer like it too. Great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's So I really on.
2: enjoy that, but I'm going to try to get big, you know, inspired by you and your Good. your miles. All right.
1: So, Fredine, how, done. how let's, did you, let's cut it off. Let's
0: talk about just your journey. How did you get to your partner in King and Spalding? I know you haven't worked there your whole career. So, how did you get to that, to this point?
2: I started at a big law firm. Well,
0: where were you born?
2: Oh, I was I'm born in kidding, Miami. No.
0: Oh, you're downtown. a native? Oh, oh nice. my gosh, Two natives sitting were, in the room yeah, here. You were born with downtown? You were born close well, by? Well,
2: where UM Hospital is now, it used to be mm-hmm. a hospital back then that was popular for babies to be born mm-hmm. at, I think. Wow. So I was born in Miami, and my parents lived in Hialeah at the mm-hmm. time. And then I moved to Westchester, so close to FIU. So I grew up wow. close to FIU. And then okay. I went to college in Massachusetts at Smith. And then I went to law school at UF and I started working at a big law firm. I got a summer associate job mm-hmm. and then they made me an offer and I started working at a big law firm and I've been in big law since.
0: Is that the firm that I know?
2: Yes. So I know Jeff.
0: Hunting and Williams, is that that, it's, you could say it. It's,
2: yes. So, so Hunton and Williams, I started right. my career at Hunton and Williams here okay. in Miami. They mm-hmm. had just opened an office, Hunton. I, I tend to do, I guess now I'm thinking about it, yes. the second time. And you know the team from Greenberg Charg, the international team had moved over and I, wanted, I knew I wanted to do international work. Work, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. I had no idea whatsoever what the work was going to be like, but I stuck with that. And then I got hired in the transactional group. And so I was there five years working at Hunton. And I did a big deal across from a very, from Davis Polk, which is one of the big New York firms, mm-hmm. very strong in finance and what I do today. And I went to New York for the closing and I was like this, you know, I want to work. It's time to leave Miami and I want to work in a bigger city. So I ended up looking around and I got a job in Chicago. Mm. So for a New York Great practice city. in Chicago. Yeah, yes. It really is. And so I ended up the first five years of my career in Miami were a little generalist. I did all sorts of things, including M&A, some finance. The deal that I had done is what I do today. So I'm still doing those types of deals today. It was a project financing of a toll road in the Dominican Republic. And so when I moved to Chicago, I became specialized. So it was a New York practice, just mm-hmm. happened to be in Chicago. And so I started doing strictly finance deals in Latin America. And then I moved to New York with the same firm, and I made a partner there. And then Hunton recruited me back to come back as a partner. And so I ended up back in Miami, very pregnant with my first daughter. And so I decided to come home. And then that's how I ended up back here. And it's been 11 years now. now.
0: You said you didn't know. You wanted to do international work, but you didn't know what that meant. So did you know that you wanted this when you went into law school? Or was this emerging from law school? You said, I want to do international, but I don't know what that is.
2: So I, yeah, I just, I knew I liked to travel. I wanted to have some sort of an international Mm. practice. But I think like most law students, you really know, you know, there's what that really means. So no, I mean, I had no idea. I knew in law school I didn't want to be a litigator, for sure. I hated legal research and writing. Being a liberal arts major and then getting used to writing in that way was very, you know, it was just not Mm. my thing. And so I knew after my first year of law school that I wanted to do business law, you know, transactional. Right. And so, and I stuck with that. I think it was the right decision. And so that's what I was looking for, a practice that did international, whatever, transactional work. And so Hunton had that at the time. Very good lawyers there. I was very well trained because I landed as a mid-level associate in a New York practice doing finance, and I did pretty well. So I was immediately... Put on partnership track, and then I ended up making partner for Shut Up. I made partner hmm. in New York over people that were ahead of me. So it was a pretty successful trajectory there. So those years at Hunt and doing different types of work right, have I really, ask. you know, and, I, and there were very good lawyers there who trained me and who I work with. And then that has really helped me to have with a skill set that I've developed. So I'm not afraid, you know, to jump into things. And so the team that I lead, you know, we do a lot of bespoke things. In Latin America, things are never the same. Even if you're doing finance, even if you're doing project finance, even if it's a transportation project versus an energy project, there are tons of curveballs being thrown at you constantly. So you have to be on your toes. You have to think on your toes. And so we're really good at being pulled into things that are not cookie cutter Mm -hmm. you know, because we're used to that. Doing something different every day.
1: So who brings you into a deal like that, a project, right, typically? And you're obviously not specific name of the client, but generally who are you representing in a deal and give us a sense of the lay of the land of a deal that you're typically working on.
2: So for the first part of my career until I came back to Miami and for the first few years in Miami, I did lender side. So I represented banks, Mm -hmm. a lot of multilateral development financial institutions that lend into these countries because there's a lot of political risk in some of these countries. So it's common for private sector companies to want to have one of these institutions in their Mm -hmm. deals because it lends a certain amount of security to the people that are putting up the money, the other banks that are putting up the money, and the private companies that are going into doing business in, in places where there could be some turmoil, right, in terms of politics and other things. I started out as a bank side lawyer, and then when I moved to Miami, then I started, I've switched now. I still do both, but I've switched now. And for the really, really big deals, what we're known for is working on the sponsor side, and those are big companies that put up equity. They're usually construction companies that also have an equity arm, and they invest equity. Mm -hmm. And then their affiliates build the projects, and then they basically run the projects they get the revenues from the projects, they get their money out, and then they exit, and then they go do another project. And these are pretty big companies. I work a lot with European companies mm-hmm. that are pretty active, you know, because historically the ties to Latin America. So those are the clients that I work with today. One of the reasons I moved to King & Spalding was I wanted to work more with private equity funds that are becoming very active. In energy and infrastructure and so we've been doing that so for the last year we've been working more with private equity they're coming in as investors in some of these projects and in the energy projects and so that's another type of player that we see a lot in these deals and that we're representing now
1: so mostly latin america or exclusively
2: so i have worked exclusively in latin america until recently Mm -hmm. we do some stuff in the u.s and transportation We, King & Spalding has a very strong U.S. energy practice. So we also help out there. We're kind of learning the U.S. side of the business. But my career has been, and what I love, is Latin America. So that's what we're known for, really. And yeah, so so for a long time, strictly Latin America, but now kind of diversifying depending on the type of deal.
0: And so can you give us some examples of, you mentioned a toll road. Yeah. What other types of actual projects are they?
2: I like transportation, so I gravitate towards those opportunities. So we have a client that it's a group of family-owned companies. So it's a Spanish company and two Brazilian companies that own own a concession for a port project in Peru. So we We've been representing them for a long time. We represented them in the original project financing. Then we represented them in a restructuring of that financing. So we continuously advise this project on things that come up. You know, there's a delay. There's, you know, they have problems. It's a client that you continue, you represent after the deals close. They have a lot of legal issues that come up.
0: So it's a port. So they, this this family owned company owns a port or they run the port? So they they get
2: a concession, like a license to build or expand the infrastructure. They bring the private capital, so they bring the banks into the deal, and then they put in part of the equity, and then it's all modeled out. And then usually the concession gives them a right to operate the port for a certain number of years, but that's really the infrastructure goes back to the state, to the Peruvian government, mm-hmm. when the concession is over.
1: And are they looking to you to really... The laws and local ordinances or issues that may come up, legal issues may come up in each country, are you relying on others either at King and Spalding or other local lawyers, whether it's in Peru or somewhere else?
2: Yeah, we always work with local counsel, so Mm -hmm. we do strictly New York law. We do get involved. We do because we're also bilingual and we do read the documents, the local documents. We ask questions. We kind of, on that front, we play a coordinating role. We Mm -hmm. ask, we know what to ask, we know what the issues are, we know who the best lawyers are locally. So we definitely kind of quarterback the whole thing. Right. And we also get involved on the structuring side of things. So we have clients, for example, that are looking at projects, structuring projects. You know, these types of projects, the government might put out the project and you may bid on it, or you could come to the government and say, oh, we would like to we think this project makes sense and you can propose make a proposal. In those processes, we help on the structuring side. Like we know what's the right balance in a mm-hmm. concession agreement. We've analyzed concession agreements a lot because we analyze them to see if they're bankable, to see if fine if you could get financing, since you have to bring the capital if you can get financing for the concession. So we kind of do all of it. And but but local law, we're not local lawyers, so we would right. rely just the same way somebody comes in to do a project in Florida, they would hire a local Florida lawyer for all the right. local stuff. It's the same thing, except yeah. it's in another country.
0: Sounds very similar to like our restructuring practice. When you're restructuring, when you're working on a chapter 11 for a debtor, we're assembling a team. We have experts in different practice areas and you're kind of managing everything for the client at that time. Can we zoom out a little? So you've now been a partner or a lawyer at four different firms, at least four different firms in three different cities. And so what's it like? How would you compare practicing law in Miami versus Chicago and New York? Because you know we have a lot of there's a, been a lot of movement between those cities, a lot of lawyers moving from those cities to Miami and presumably the other way as well. How do they compare?
2: So I think Miami, when we were working together, was a very different Miami than it is today. Back then, like I mentioned, it was very generalized. We did transactional work and we were doing all sorts of, we were doing corporate work, we were doing regulatory work, we were doing MA finance work. Today, Miami looks a lot more like New York, you know, in the sense mm-hmm. that you can graduate from law school, go work at a big firm, and you could be doing capital markets work only, which is a subset of finance. So it has changed significantly. It's been 20 years, so it has changed significantly significantly over the last Maybe five years, mm-hmm. five to ten years, right? It's changed and it's changing rapidly. Chicago's like New York; it's just a cleaner, nicer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> colder. Yeah. I was there version. last week, and yeah. it
0: is amazing how clean that city. It, is It's crazy. all it's, bad. It, it's it's really great. nice. It's, it's actually
2: great. a great place to live. You get paid the same as it's, in New York, and it's cheaper. It was more expensive than Miami was at the time, but you know, it's, not sure anymore, it's not right. anymore. Right? Not anymore. It's not a bad deal like Chicago versus mm-hmm. New York. The weather is tough, but yeah. the city is fantastic. Fantastic. The summer is amazing. And right. there are a lot of, it's a really great city. New York is tough. New York's a tough right. place to live and work. It is everything that you hear. My husband at the time, my husband's a lawyer too. My husband at the time was working at another very, prominent law firm, and Mm. I never saw him. Like, he worked those hours, and it's real. And so, you know, just life there is just a little tougher.
1: So all these firms, including King and Spalding, are opening these offices, and you have big New York-based firms that are coming down here opening these offices. I mean, a lot of the work is not really Florida-based or even Miami-based work, and the associates are coming in, they're getting paid... I think, the same rates as they get paid or salaries they get paid in New York, Chicago. And so is there any difference, right, for the work environment between New York and Miami?
2: Well, so no. So we do the same work. Right now we get paid the same. Right. It's it's the same exact work. And you are working the same hours. But for some reason, it feels... (laughs)
1: It feels, right. it feels better.
2: It right. feels better. You look outside the well, window. It's sunny out. Yeah, it's a yeah, different right. thing. I mean, New York yeah. is one of, I think, up there, greatest, one of the greatest cities in the world. Yeah. There's nothing like it. The vibe, the feel every time I go, I'm going next week. You know, every time you go, you feel it. Sure. I mean, Absolutely. the amount of business you can do in New York, you, you just don't have it here. So right, that sure. will never be the same ever. But in terms of the work, being a lawyer at a big firm, I mean, it's right. a pretty nice thing. So I've been telling my, I shouldn't say this because like, competitors might be listening. But I mean, I think Miami is a big, if you want to get the Top talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're offering the younger generations an ability to live here, I think they they would go for they go for that, right? More, you know. Then. So
0: yeah, one of the things you said was the hours, and I think you mean the expectations. So the demands are very high in New York. And I think the sort of the expectations are different. Is that do you agree with no, that?
2: No, I mean I think once the expectations are evening out, yeah. once you're paying, it's like we expect the same, the quality is the right. same, the talent is the same. Like, right. and um, you're not
1: doing work, you're, so doing, the kind, you're doing, the doing the same kind, the same work, kind of work, but you're,
2: you're just, just sitting, you're just sitting in another state. Right. Yeah.
0: So nights, weekends, that kind of yes. stuff are just routine. Yes, it's, more it's, routine now than they used to be here.
2: You know, I always worked a lot, right. so you know, I was a very, very high billing associate. So I always worked a lot, even yeah. in Miami. Yeah. I, I was actually told, I, you know, I remember being told, don't work so much, <laughs> work too much. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I worked a lot. So for me, the switch from Miami to Chicago, New York, wasn't right. that big of a deal. And then when I got to New York, actually physically I was sitting in New York, I was more senior, I was up for partner. I had more control over my work where Good. my husband, we're the same age, but he's more junior as a lawyer. And so he was really in the grind. And there, there's a difference. There is a certain difference in some of these, firms with a level for right. the hours. And it can be very, very difficult to sustain for a long period of time. Right. And people do it, obviously, but uh, yeah. it's tough. It's tough.
0: I also always felt like we were at Hunton together and Hunton was not a New York based firm. And I thought, always thought that even though it was an international firm, it was based out of Virginia. And I always felt like the culture was a little different than a New York centric firm.
2: Yeah, so so I think that that's that's a really good point. Yes, so culture, it's definitely a real thing. And I think those, what I'm talking about is those New York kind of centered places. There is a level there of expectation in terms of hours. Mm -hmm. And it's it's, it's a hard thing to commit to. Right. You know, especially if people are married, have families, you know, when you're really young, like I say, go for it. It's the best experience you're going to get. Right. But it gets hard. It gets hard to keep that going. So I think you can find a little bit more of a balance depending on what the culture of the firm is, for sure.
1: I mean, just to sort of look at Miami as a city and living in Miami versus living in New York and I love New York as well. I have a family up there, and my wife's from there. But You're from there. Not the city, though, as my wife always tells me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's still from New York, right? Uh, yeah. But, but living there is hard. Yeah. And I think that what you're saying, and I agree, living here, it's a little bit easier. Listen, it's not as easy as it used to be, right? The cost of living has definitely yes. gone up. has been a lot of changes, a lot of things. Traffic. You know, traffic traffic is York, up. You don't really and, deal with the stress of traffic. Right? Well, I mean, you do, but differently. In the same way. Right? Yeah, different. Right. you're not the driver now they have mm-hmm. Ubers and yeah. they have
2: Uber Black which I think is great so you just New York is
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, and there's subway, and you know, right, there and, I are mean, different there's modes, right? different modes of transportation, or or you can walk depending on depending on the day. So it's a little bit different, right? So if you're stressed, if you have the same hours, but it might be a little bit easier, like you said, looking out the window, and if you have a water view, it might be nice. <laughs> yeah, and then go to walk to lunch, and you know, it's a little bit nicer environment than yeah. maybe New York or, or Chicago at some in January. I'd say Chicago sure. in January.
0: The flip side though is if you're <clears throat> working long hours and yeah. it's sunny and beautiful beautiful outside. You you're looking out, out your window and right. you can see people on boats, people on boats. and
2: you're who stuck in the people?
1: office. Right. right It's a little... Well, you know, I always
2: wondered, who are these people? It goes both ways.
1: On their boats. Do they have jobs? <laughs> it's the people that you're doing the work for. Right. exactly That's who's out exactly. there. That's who's out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: who's out there. That's who's out there. <laughs> right. yeah. And that little Tiki Hut thing, that drive, that, have you seen that thing that floats right. by? Yes. Gotta do
0: that. Oh, my it's a floating bar, basically. Yeah. All right. So now you've settled at King and Spalding in a relatively new office. How's that transition been to, you know, this is an office that just opened in a new city firm? The firm has never had an office year before.
1: And so, or Florida, in that. Florida, in Florida at all, at all right? right? This is right. their first. Florida yeah, office. So
2: the firms, they're chasing their clients. Their clients are coming down here. Private, I mentioned private equity. Private equity funds are coming down here. And this is why you're seeing some of these firms opening up down mm-hmm. here. So they want to be right next door. Um, they don't want <laughs> to right. leave their clients to us, right? Those right. of us who are already here. So that's part of the drive. So Makes it's very sense. exciting. It's a very exciting thing for those of us who practice in Miami. And it's fun. It's fun to be part of a new office, grow. King & Spalding is very conservative. You know, they don't just hire anybody. It's a long vetting process. The firm has grown tremendously and it's become a lot more New York focused, I think, than it used to be in mm-hmm. terms of like the way that it's run. And so we're looking for talent, but it's got to be the right fit mm-hmm. at a certain level. And so for me, you know, Jones Day, I was at Jones Day a really long time. I was very comfortable there. I was looking for something a little bit, you know, like kind of a li- step it up a little bit more. Oh, just where I am in my career, my age, I kind of wanted to give it a little more push on the accelerator, see how that went. So it's a different ballgame, I would say. It's another ball game, right. um, and I've set some goals for myself mm-hmm. and things seem to be working out. And so it is a different level of player, I think, than what we've had here before.
1: And, so, and uh, you mentioned the clients are coming, right? The private equity clients are coming down here. I mean, is that we like, hear yeah about that and we've seen some of the splashier names out there is that a real thing like it's is there a it's still happening is it yeah and is it it's still, still happening?
2: happening yes it's still happening
1: and are they putting down roots or They're is putting this one down roots okay.
2: they they have office space mm-hmm. and you'll see some of our competitors like you know we're in 200 south game but you'll see you'll see some of the law firms right right there And so I think it's fantastic. And so it's been exciting. It's been like picking up the pace for me significantly for Mm. the last year, but it's going great, you know? And I think the way this works is if you plug into the right platform, you know, they had certain things Mm -hmm. that were going to be complementary to my practice. And it's worked out exactly the way that they said it was going to work out and the way that I thought it was going to work out. So we have like a band one arbitration practice in Latin America. That's all that they had in Latin America and no transactional practice until they hired us. And so there's a lot of synergy there between the clients that we represent and the Mm -hmm. clients that they represent. They also have a very strong construction and energy team. And so we, that's just, it's really easy for us to team up with them and we're already doing that. So it's nice. It's nice when you're in a firm where there's a need for you, and you're bringing also stuff to the table. So it's like, so it's been good. It's been good, and so we'll see. see Plug and
0: play. So that office. How old is the office now?
2: It just. We had our one year anniversary party. One year. Really nice parties, by the way. One year anniversary party. I don't
0: think our. (laughs) Wait, let me check. Let well, me check my email. Okay, is it by no, email. for
2: sure next time. for, uh, no, sure, it's not. Next for sure next time. All there. you have
0: to do is add, have Fredin on a podcast, and you might get invited to their yeah. Polity, I think our next party
2: is so. going to be even better. Oh, okay. we're going to do so. it close to our partners' meetings. We're going to have have people down here oh, um, right. who want to come to the Miami party. So yeah, one yeah, year, right.
1: and, and, and you do it like in December, or January, like everybody's going to come <laughs> down, right? In yeah, one yeah. year, how big is the? How many attorneys
0: now? In Miami.
2: So we are between 30 to 40. Wow. Okay, but so some of these some people aren't here yet full-time, mm-hmm. or they spend some time here. Right, right. Um, and they split Miami.
0: offices, right? That's yeah. Miami to begin with. A lot of people right. aren't here year-round.
2: Right, and so, we also have, you know, we're in Miami, but people live in different parts of Florida, so we have some right. partners mm-hmm. who live farther north. And we're growing. We've got ideas about who we would like to... Mm-hmm. To have joined us, so, oh, she,
1: she was looking at you. She was just looking at you well, though. I have to she tell you, that 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 you I him. And I'm
0: like, hey, you're not going anywhere <laughs> without me. All right, so. You mentioned before, and I don't know if you're going to want to talk about this, but you mentioned before that you set some goals for yourself. Is that something you'd be willing to talk about?
2: Yeah. So I've been an equity partner for a long time because I was... Because Hunting you're a badass. Well, I made partner at Mayor Brown was the firm that I was at, which is a fantastic law firm. Yeah, great um, firm. Especially in finance, very great lawyers. But I was an income partner because I made it right after my eighth year when you're first eligible. And I moved to Huntington. Hunting and was all equity. So I've been all... And Jones Day is all equity. So I've been all... Equity, my whole career as a partner, which is going on 12 years. So King and Spalding though, because it's a New York scale, the starting equity book of business, mine wasn't there yet because it's really hard to have that level in Miami. Sure. Okay. Like, you know, someone who's been here for a long. So I'm going to
0: cut you off because I want to make sure you want to put this on the record. This is going to be out there. So... We're not talking specifics. Yeah, numbers. that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you, no. you, I want to talk about it, but I want I you know, want you to remember that this is a podcast. It's going to be out yeah, there in the know, public domain. If, we're now well, post if, production.
2: Post- yeah, no, um, we're not.
0: <laughs> we're not cutting this. I, I'm fascinated. Okay, I want you know to know what I can about say your goals. It? Here's what I
2: here's what I want to say. Okay, so the personal goals are mm-hmm. that I want. I have had the same size book of business for a long time.
0: Right. So you want to grow, and, and, you want to, and it's you like grow, you know okay. I
2: want to really grow that. Okay. And so with the help of my new partners at King & Spaulding, there are examples of other partners like me who have come in and have grown that. And it's multiplied. And so that's my goal. My goal is to see if I can change things up a little bit, learn from people who, you know, I was recruited by the head of the private equity practice who is, who is a significant New York based rainmaker learn from these people some new tricks to mm-hmm. try to see how I because Let's I've been see. independent since I came down to Miami I nobody right. I don't work for anybody that's actually pretty Pretty rare. You know, all of my competitors are guys or some women, but there's no, you know, like female- Needs,
1: right. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. In the world of- (laughs) Especially in Latin America, right? Finance and transactional work, there can't be a lot of women, right? At least at your level. Let the record reflect that she's nodding her head. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) traditionally, right? So clearly you are, I mean- as Jeff, I think the word Jeff used was a badass. And I would agree with that having met you today, but hearing about this and seeing the trajectory of your career, but are you starting to see more women be able to break through and you know how younger women and then older women, more experienced who are moving up? Like, are you seeing that?
2: So there are women, there are very experienced women, but a lot of them work for guys. It's harder for women mm-hmm. to business develop.
0: In Latin America or just
1: in this field?
2: I've this. only always worked in Latin America. Right. So, so that's your but it is a lot harder.
1: Why do you think so I mean I think
2: t- for a lot of reasons, like traditionally, yeah. like, you know, I had a client tell me this once. I was talking to a client to someone about this, and he said, because I compare myself to like just some traditional reasons, like, you know, I'm a mom and I have two kids, and
1: right. like I don't have sure. my
2: husband works. Like it's not I don't have a stay at home husband. And a lot of these people, you know, sure. it makes because it makes sense. It makes sense if somebody's going at this level.
1: Both, you know, it's hard for both to do it's that, It's hard for right? both to be Spouses, doing that, and, right. and we have
2: that situation. Um, right. So that's one thing. If I didn't have to worry about anything, but right. just do my job, can you imagine what I'd be able— Like, I have to worry about yeah. the lunch and the this and the that and the nanny and the somebody's sick and they call me. You know, like, I'm still, like—I still do all this stuff because I want to. I don't, like—you know, I delegate a lot, though. I do delegate a, I have my clients laugh that they say I have a small to medium-sized enterprise of hmm. people that I— Employee and also family that helps um, because otherwise it'd be impossible. Yes, and including mom friends and there's all sorts of of people helping all the time. But I still do all of that. Like I think I've been pretty present Mm -hmm. in my kids' lives despite doing this and not, which is impressive. Getting getting off the track. Yeah.
0: And yours is a field that has generally been male dominated.
2: Yes. And it's specifically st- and it still within is. the law. The
1: law was always male dominated yeah, for still is very generations, but that yeah. especially. Yeah. Project yeah. finance, Latin America, right. transactional, like for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I think people aren't used to women doing right. that, being the face, being the one right. taking out you out know, to dinner. Yeah. You know, like, and so there's a little bit of that too. It's like, right. it's like, it's unconscious. It's not super, it's not willfully right. mean, but it's there. And yeah. so we've, I've encountered over my, career like some resistance to that even right. from, and, and by the way from other women so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if you saw the Barbie movie but it's yeah, the, the, right. the thing about women and women and it's hard yeah. to yeah, women yeah. are hard on harder hard on women that's right. a real thing so it is harder for women and I you know I compare myself to mm-hmm. men to mm-hmm. the male you know men my age and I'm like okay I'm not you know like I'm behind or you know there's also the issue that women get paid less and there's all sorts of reasons for that right. but you know this client told me he was like well you're present in your kids lives like as Good a negative
0: point. was he saying that No, a he was as like look at that okay, as a positive. Yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. For like, sure. Those but, guys
2: just go to work it, every day like you get to, you it, you've been having the best of both worlds. But it, <laughs> So it's true. So I try yeah. to look at it that way.
0: It also sounds like that is not hindering your practice. So you no. have found right. what yeah. Brett calls not balance but harmony. Yeah. Right? So it's not it may not be 50-50. Sometimes it's 80-20 probably, yeah. but you have found a way to manage it. Yeah. And that's hard to do, but yeah, the senior lawyers, the you find your way. Correct. Good yeah. for you. Yeah,
2: thank you, thank you, thank you. are breaking you. the so glass angry. ceiling, you're um, also
0: paving a path yeah. for future women.
2: Yes, so I do awesome. like to work with women and, mm-hmm. like, you know, bring women up. If I were ever, I don't, I don't have any plans, Why? but if I ever go become a client, oh, you better believe, like, if, right. I, I try to help. Because it's definitely right. not uh, yet a level playing field. But hopefully that changes, but more women need to stay, especially mm-hmm. in law firms, women need to stay, right? You're changing
1: it. Yeah, you got to bring, bring others along with right. you to exactly. change. And there are a lot of exactly. examples example. of really strong women, right. by the way,
2: even at King and Spalding, there was some sure. at Mayor Brown, you know, at Jones Day. There are women that are successful, but, you know, we need more. We should have—definitely, we start out Agreed. equally, like, we need more. Sure.
1: Agreed. Have you ever had— I need to ask this question because your name, right, if you look at it on paper, you don't know if it's a man or a woman, right? And so if you're just reading it— and so, yeah. have you ever gone to a meeting, maybe here or Latin America or somewhere, and someone just is a little surprised that you walk in the room as opposed to a man?
2: So, yeah. So, I get Mr. Suarez all the time. Mm-hmm. and
1: Just make the assumption. Yeah, they assume right? that I'm a
2: man. But then they realize, by the time we're meeting, I, usually they know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. I've talked to them. Yeah. Or
1: and I'm sure you just, you, I mean, whatever, <laughs> right? Blow them away, and it's no big deal. But, like, I would imagine, like, in that field yeah. that they're, right, a little, okay.
2: But. Yeah, you know, they are. And I think when I was younger, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of things. We could sit here all day, but like it's, sure. there's all sorts of experiences of things where they assume that like you're not the one that brought in right. the work. Or right. they assume, right. you know, I've been, well, if, you know, somebody we, we talked about doing Chambers. The well, King's Spalding just got ranked in Chambers and we've only been there a year. So that's really big. And a woman who works with me also got ranked. That's so great. she's Which was, and she's, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Oh, Chambers things. overlooked me for a long time. At one point, you know, I closed a huge deal well, they, and I didn't get any recognition. And so I had to actually get. But you know, I had to actually start paying attention mm-hmm. and talking to them, and talking to them to be able to get ranked. So I'm a little, you know, it's it's
1: harder. People make not.
2: assumptions about right. who's driving it right. a lot, and it happens even inside the firms. By the way, you have to really to correct end. the story in a yeah. way that isn't doesn't look like you're like self promoting too much. It, it's very hard. Twenty twenty three
1: to you for fighting the fight. This is great for Dean. Yeah, I agree. I, kudos to you. You're amazing. Just keep going. Thank
0: you. Thank Thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. If you do one of those two things or both, it will help other people find this podcast and help us grow. We recently learned that we were ranked by one service in the top 10%. We're excited and proud of that. Uh, And we're going to keep Globally. Top 10% globally. Mm. I mean, that's, come on, Brett. That's pretty impressive. I'm proud of us. You
2: guys are anyway, really cool, by the way.
0: <laughs> leave us a five-star review. Subscribe. Share the show with your friends and family. Fredine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Nelson, thank you. Brett, thank you. Thank you for inspiring us to run faster and do better and be better. Nelson,
1: thank you. Jeff, thank you for being you. <laughs> I'm, I'm the best at it. <laughs>
0: For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook,
1: and Instagram at FastAmron.